As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. People of this great Twitter community, I am here to bestow upon you the second round on behalf of the Duke, Carter Verhage. The Duke is actually an unfortunate choice of uh royal title on behalf of the knights i don't know yeah i was gonna say uh duke is not a good one considering he got the old uh, healthy scratch tonight but uh yeah to start this shit over for like take three for us um round two 26 years 26 years of pain and you know who saved us or who ended 26 years of pain tj josh Cam and Josh. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Josh. That's Cam Lawrence and Josh Weisbach. Weisbach, for those listening in the back, uh, hopefully they hear this and hear how happy we are and how grateful to them we are for bestowing upon us the great Carter Verhage. I know I, for one, will never forget where I was when Carter Verhage scored that series-ending goal, ending 26 years of misery. TJ, what about you? I think I won't forget it for totally different reasons because i was in the parking lot of the fresh market across the street from the watch party and here's why i was there i went to the watch party on my bike using the tri-rail to get me between the deerfield stop and the fort lauderdale stop a little good way to get some exercise and also get to the watch party and it was convenient at least i thought because my parents were going to uh the broward center which is really just a mile away. So it would be a quick uh, little rendezvous. And then I would stick the bike in the back of their car and I would be on my way, except uh, of course that didn't happen because the bike did not fit. So what I had to do was order an Uber from the parking lot of the fresh market. And I was, you know, flustered and concerned about getting home. So I didn't do what I should have done, which is just go back in and watch the rest of the game at the watch party and then worry about getting home. No, I, I saw the ESPN app light up with, uh, you know, goal Carter Verhage Panthers win the series. And, uh, I only got to actually see the video like 15 minutes later. Uh, I watched it in the Uber, which, uh, shout, shout out to the Uber driver who managed to somehow get the bike kind of in the trunk. We, it was a little bit hanging out. So I was sitting in the back seat because there was a little thing that he could lift up that, you could uh, pull it into the back seat from the trunk also. And this is really the kind of thing that you want to listen to on the post-game podcast for the Florida Panthers' first series victory in 26 years. But, yes, I was on I was on the highway in an Uber holding onto the bike just to make sure. I mean, it was in there pretty good. But yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change this thing because they won the series. That uh, Barkov goal was an awesome moment at the watch party. And I actually did get to hear it erupt when uh, Verhage scored. I, I heard it uh, after I got the push notification. So it would have been funny if I had got the push notification while I was there. I was like, oh, they just won. And then everybody would see the goal go in. That would have been pretty, pretty amusing. But yeah, look, they won the series. So I'm not going to worry about any of that other stuff. I'm just pumped. Yeah. Um, things that didn't exist 26 years ago. Twitter. Wi-Fi. Podcasts. Podcasts. AOL. YouTube. YouTube. Um, basically fucking anything. Several like, of our guests. I was going to say, half of our fucking fan base. Yep. Didn't exist 26 years ago. I, ah, damn, 26 years of pain, misery, all gone. And 
Yeah, thank you, Carter Verhage. Uh, thank you, Claude Giroux, who had a monster game. Oh, my God. I mean, he was so good. I mean, remember when we were like, oh, how does Claude Giroux fit on this team? We were like, oh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. They need to go get a forward. They, need, or they, don't, they, don't, they don't need a forward. They need to, to get their def- defense in order. Yeah, they need a Claude Giroux. They yeah, need they a did. Claude They did, and man, did he make a difference. Like, I, I know that the goal that he scored was a little bit of a softy by Samsonov, but, like, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, if that was Nick Dowd, for example, who had a good game, I'm not trying to say Nick Dowd is a terrible player. But if that was Nick Dowd, he's not scoring that goal. Well, That's I somebody mean, that knows how to get that shot off quickly and knows exactly where to put it. I mean, he was also basically streaking down. Like, he, he could have driven the net if he really wanted to and maybe have gotten to the net and gotten a goal that way. Like, you've got a weak goalie in net. You take a shot, and it went in. Like, I don't see a reason to just start, you know, poo-pooing it and be, you know, saying, like, shitting on the goal. Yes, it was a soft goal by Samsonov, but, like, you were playing a team with a weak goalie. This, You know, th- those are the things that are going to happen, like, where I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason to, you know, not take credit away from Claude Giroux, especially considering Capitals are like whining like bitches right now, saying that they gave the series to the Panthers. Like seriously, How I don't know if go- that's whining, but it's sort of like, you delusion? know, delusion. I'm not sure what the correct word is, but it is not exactly fair play. I mean, did anybody other than Baxter say that? No, but that's one of the leaders. It's on the weak. Team. Yeah, it's, it's weak. It, look, the Capitals put up much more of a fight than anyone expected. Like, I was shocked at how hard this series was. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I think my, like, we joked and said Panthers and six, but like, I think my official prediction was like Heat or not Heat and six, Panthers and six. Or I don't know what I'm saying. I think we, we, we joked and said Panthers and five. My real right. prediction, I think, was Panthers and six. And it ended up being six. It was a much harder six than I thought. I thought we'd get more than a couple games where the Panthers kind of coasted to a win. And, you know, they, they led for what, four minutes of this game. Yeah. Like that's not a lot. No, I mean, that, but that's how you have to win in the playoffs where, you know, you have to battle the whole night, but like to I say mean, the that, Capitals led for like 10 minutes of this game. So it's not like they were ahead the whole time either. You no, know, but they were always on the lead foot in terms of, they would get the go-ahead goal. Panthers yeah, they scored would... the first goal in five of the six games. Yeah. But, like, to say that the, the, they handed the series to the Panthers, like, just ignores all of the puck luck, all of the shitty officiating. And the officiating was shitty again tonight. Like, ignores all of the fortunate bounces, all of the deflections that all went into the net, like, Bounce after bounce went the Capitals' way. If there was a magnet in the puck, it was going straight in, in the Panthers' net. Like they were so fortunate to be it for this series to be as close as it was, as well as they played. Like all credit to them, they played well. But to say you gave away the series, like you're just delusional, Backstrom. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, I'm. I would imagine that if he had more time to collect his thoughts, that it would come out differently than we gave away the series. But like I, they had a lead past the second period or not past the second period, past the halfway point of the game in all of the last three games at one point past the halfway point of the second period, they had a lead game four. They had a lead with two minutes left. They hit the post on an empty netter. Game five, they had a three-goal lead, you know, that was cut into pretty quickly in the second, but, you know, they still had it. And then tonight, they had a lead with, I think it was like 10 minutes left in the third until, uh, who was it that tied the game? True. Right. Yeah, so, like, I that's mean- what that's what they're saying. Like, they these games were in their hands, and they didn't come through. Sure. But they were fortunate to have those leads more often than not. Right. Like it was bullshit officiating, giving them a power play or missing a call that directly led to a goal. Like, mm-hmm. or it was just deflection after deflection or the Panthers power play just going completely silent. It is the second time in NHL history 
that a team won a series of six games or more without scoring a power play goal. Oh, when did that second, come out? I never saw that. Yeah, the only time was the Boston Bruins 10 years ago in a six-game series against the Montreal Canadiens. The only time in NHL history that a team has won a, a series of six or more without a power play goal. And the Panthers just did it. That's how hard this series was for them. That's how much I had to scrap. But that's also how much the puck passed away. I mean, we saw it again tonight. How many times was a goal right there and the puck would just go between the legs or just bounce slightly out of you. You know, they would shoot for a rebound. And instead of it being right at a stick that could be tapped in, it was just out of reach. Like everything conspired against the Panthers in this series and they still took it home in six because they were just that much better than Washington. You were fucking fortunate to have a shot to make, take this series to seven, like all of your three Oh lead two one lead, all those aside, you were fortunate, but you know, good job. Another first round exit since you won the cup, you know, go, go, go support Putin's war. Ovi. We'll see you later. Man, you're salty for a winner, but I, I like, I get it. I get it. I mean, that, the Putin thing with Ovechkin, like I, I don't want to get too much into it, but it is legitimately distressing. Like, yeah. and and I, I wouldn't feel good about it if that was a Panther player. Who knows? You know. I mean, I'm just trying to talk shit. Yeah, fair um, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, like, but, like I, I, I can't say that I agree. I don't want to. I get past this because, like, look these these last three games could have gone either way. Like, I just that is just the reality that these games could have gone either way, and oh. the Panthers have the better goalie which is part of the reason why they didn't go the other way. And also they have the better shooters with the, you know, an obvious ex- exception, but Ovi only really had one. He had only one goal in the whole series. Right. And then that was Ovi basically was a meaningless goal. He was basically a meaningless goal. The Capitals basically from game outside of game, uh, was it game three that they won five, one game three was six, one, I believe. Yeah. But outside of game three, the Capitals were, TJ Oshie on the power play. That's it. Yeah. Like, why would you think you deserve to win a series when you were just TJ Oshie on a power play for five of the six games in the series? So what the fuck? But enough talking about the Capitals. I mean, let's, like I said, we'll give them their props. They played way above their heads. The one, three, one trap absolutely frustrated the Panthers. Um, but like, thanks for playing. You're done. Handshakes, 26 years of misery, finally over. Um, the one thing is it's not over for the Panthers. There's still a lot more work to do. I know I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. I think with I'm myself, exhausted. Right? I'm definitely exhausted. <laughs> yeah, but like, like all of this, like literally Wednesday, all day, like I finished like a deposition at like 2.30 on Wednesday. And like literally as soon as I left the Zoom, I was like, shit. This game is in five hours. Fuck. And like the sphincter just went. And that was it. Like I was a nervous wreck the entire day. Like we're at, we went to a yard house for for dinner before the game. And I'm just like barely eating, like choking on my beer. Like that was a struggle. The struggle was real. Today was better because I was like, yeah, you know, they can't be eliminated today. Worst case scenario. Yeah, absolutely. But then like. Worst case scenario, we got a game Sunday afternoon, which I didn't like, but whatever. But like, thank the game- God that's not happening, man. I wouldn't yeah. have been able to take it. Yeah. But then the Capitals went up one nothing, and I was like, uh oh, uh oh, bubble guts, bubble guts, not good. Then they tied it immediately. Then I went back to life. Like, I knew how I was feeling based on how I was watching the game. I started out with my, my seat reclined because I've got one of those couches that reclines. So I started out reclined. Then the Capitals scored changed you know put it back down changed to like gaming position everyone knows what gaming position because it's all all, this is a young crowd so yeah i was in gaming position watching the game uh lomberg tied it up and then i went back to reclining because i was relaxed then we went down again back into gaming position yeah and then i basically stayed like that until the end of the game and i was oh jesus when they uh, but honestly i kind of relaxed after Oshi scored it up scored to tie because i was like course it was never going to be easy like i knew the second forzling took that penalty we were going to overtime like and for the record it was a good call oh yeah true 
for sure. If that if the if the roles had been reversed, we would be screaming bloody murder on this podcast that it wasn't called. So I have no problem with Forsling going to the box. It's kind of frustrating in the sense that, like, hey, where the fuck were you when Trocek was tripped? But like that was a good call. That was a good call. And then, of course, Giroud loses the face-off clean, which is the one thing you cannot do in a six-on-four situation. Caps get full control. They get, they get possession. They get – Fox Mantha makes the – probably the play of the series to bat that puck out of midair and get it into the front of the net with Bob completely out of position. And for the fucking morons on Facebook and Twitter who were blaming Bob, like, what the fuck are you on? Like that's a scramble. Also, that was like a super fortunate goal because it like oh she didn't even know it was he was hitting it in. He had no idea. Well, I think Ekblad ended up putting it in. Oh really? I didn't like Mantha got it. Mantha was trying to put it on net, and that's why you see Bob like flailing to cover the net. And of course, you know because when you're deflecting a puck or just batting at a puck, you don't really know where it's going. Like you have an idea, so the puck goes straight to the right off the crossbar. Oshi hits it, borderline high stick, and then it, it was borderline dock. I mean, we, we never really got a good view. It's certainly possible it was a high stick. You know, puck tracking would help us with that. Like, there's, you know, if we had a way to track the puck, um, it actually doesn't matter, Doc. Uh, what Doc's saying is if Bud doesn't get it, it's called a high stick. That actually doesn't matter. If you bat the puck towards the net, above the crossbar it doesn't matter who puts it in it's a high right stick. yeah like once it's touched it's well it's not even that. it's a shoot it's a if you make it because the rule is if you just knock the puck down the stick has to be below your shoulders but if it's an attempt at the net it has to be below um it has to be below the crossbar so right. oshi was making an attempt at the net if it's a high stick it does not matter who touches the puck it's blown dead um you know, because for a pant for the high stick to be waved off, a panther player has to get possession, and swinging wildly at the puck like Ekblad did is not possession. So that goal would have been waved off. I think it was really close. We never really they never really took long enough to look at it. Same with the back. I thought the Backstrom one was more likely a high stick than the Oshi one. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that didn't get a review, but why am I surprised? Um, but like. Everything conspired against the Panthers to get that game tied. It was like Mantha makes a hell of a play. Oshi makes a hell of a play. And then, of course, it goes off that flat, flat stick and into the net to tie the game. But even then, I was like, oh, shit. Like, got nervous again. But I was like, you know, this team is really good. They won the last game in overtime. Let's see. And Carter Verhage. Carter, the god, Verhage. The difference between this and 2016 is when Tavares scored in 2016, I turned the game off. I I did not watch overtime. I did not watch double overtime. I knew they weren't going to win because they hadn't won either of the two previous overtime games, and they hadn't won either of the two previous overtime games in 2012, and they were on a huge overtime streak. And this is where the Lomberg goal is huge from last year. It didn't end up really meaning all that much in the – in the course of that series, but like they get that off their back. They know they can win overtime games and they did it twice in this series. And both were obviously huge goals. Yeah. And none of them actually said it, but there was 100% a monkey on the back of the scene. Like, every, like no one actually said like, Oh, Hey, it's nice to, you know, Hey, there, there was pressure on us. Cause you know, we had never won before, but like to a man, pretty much the entire like core that's been around, Said it like Hubert was like, yeah, this is the first time I've won a playoff series since I was in juniors. Barky was like, oh yeah, it's, it's nice to you know, nice to win one. It's been you know, it's been a while. Like, it's good to get that first one in. But like, there was absolutely a monkey on the team's back, and you saw it with the tentative play early in games, like completely uncharacteristic Panthers hockey early in pretty much all of these games. So hopefully, now that the monkey's off the back, that are finally in the second round. The can they win a series is over. The last team in NHL history, the they have the shortest uh, playoff drought in the NHL right now. That's uh, great, yeah. Of like four hour or, or, or like two of like two and a half hours. So I ain't got no worries. 
Toronto, yeah. you're, you're, Toronto, you're now the last one. It's been 19 years since they won a playoff series. I really hope it doesn't get to 20 for you. Just saying. We'll find out tomorrow. So, so uh, you definitely want them to beat the Lightning. I don't care. Um, for the meme of it, I would love for the Lightning to win just because, like, Toronto being sad is just so fun. And there will be so much chaos in the offseason for that for that organization if they lose another first round series so for the meme i want tampa to win i think the panthers match up better against toronto because once again they'd have the goaltending advantage and i i think they'd have the defense advantage in that series and you know toronto's not going to play a 1-3-1 so let give give me seven games of run and gun that you'd get against toronto uh so like I said, in terms of best match for the Panthers, I think it's Toronto for the meme. I want Tampa. I, I just hate Tampa. And I also have money on Toronto. So, look, I, like I, I think Tampa is a worse team. I've said that all year, that I think Tampa's a second-tier contender at best. And, look, they could prove me wrong by winning this game on uh, Sunday and then winning – or, no, it's on Saturday – and then winning the uh, second round in five or six games and then going on to win the third straight cup. But I, I would be pretty surprised, but it's, it's within the realm of possibility, but like throughout this series, I think Toronto has been the better team. And if they lose game seven, that's just as well. Cause Tampa has been pretty much with them, especially in the last few games, you know, they could have won game six before overtime, even though they were the worst team in overtime. Game five, Toronto was pretty lucky to win that. But, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know oh, what I, to tell you. Oh, I, I mean, hate Tampa. I, come, I hate them. Fuck I them. mean, so so do I. I mean, and Tampa gives off strong, and I mean strong uh old boxer at the end of the at the end of their rope vibes. Like, I you know, it's do they have one last punch in them? And that's the question with Tampa. Like, they played a lot of hockey. And it's not because they're old. They played a lot of hockey. But that's the one thing people forget is the bubble season two years ago, it ended in like July or August, right? I think it ended later than that. Right. And then, yeah, there was some time off because the NHL, the next NHL season started in January rather than October. But like the Tampa basically had to go from sitting on their asses because of COVID, not being able to practice as a team. And I'm sure guys were getting together and breaking COVID protocol, but like you had to play, they had to play, you know, 30, you know, 25 plus games, I'm guessing to win the cup in the bubble, then come back, play a 50 game sprint of a season, then, then play another, you know, 25 plus games in the playoffs, like, and then an 82 game season this year. That's a lot of hockey going back to August of, yeah, exactly like Dan said. They won two cups in less than a year, and they played a lot of hockey. Like, that That team's got, like, 150 games or more, or 150, 160 games of, of wear on those legs. Like, that's a lot of hockey, and, it, and, a lot, and a lot of it was playoff intensity hockey. So that team is going to run out of gas. I mean, we saw it in the NBA last year where basically every team that made it to the final, the final four in the bubble was out early in round one or two last year. So Mm -hmm. time is going to catch up to Tampa and that's not a, they don't have the depth they once did. I mean, I know they, they brought in Hagel and who's the other guy they brought in. Nick Paul, Nick Paul. So sure. Pretty good actually. It's been pretty good. They've been good, but it's still nowhere near the third line they had last year, uh, led by uh, uh, what's his name who's now in Seattle, Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord. You see this little text overlay I got here. It's uh, September twenty eighth, twenty twenty. That was when Tampa Bay lifted their their first of the last two cups. So that's right. like not even close to June, which is when it typically happens. And then you know. It's all condensed. It's not necessarily that they had the shorter off season. It's just like that was so close to the next Stanley cup run. So they're playing, instead of playing a hundred games, when most teams are playing 80, they're playing, you know, 70 games when most teams are playing 48, you know, something along those lines. So that's, that's tougher, you know, just a matter of ratios and percentages is tougher. And I, I mean, it's, it's not only the uh, fact that they aren't as deep, it's, it's really the, uh, 
Oh, I was going to say the opposite way. It's not only the, the, that they're tired. It's they're, they're also not as deep. And a lot of the guys that were not even really considered depth players, you know, top, top six forwards like Kalorn and Palat are regressing because they're getting into their mid thirties. And I'm surprised that Ryan McDonough hasn't regressed as much. I'm surprised that the Steven Stamkos seems to be getting a little bit better. Cause like, I thought that he had fallen off completely and they were, yeah, but really, hasn't his defense fallen off a cliff? Maybe I'm not positive. I'm pretty uh, sure he's, he's just a points guy at this point. That could be, but I mean, he's putting up a lot of fucking points. Oh yeah. So. No, I, but I mean, like if we're going to shit on Huberto for being a one-way player, like you got, let's have that same energy for Steven Stamkos. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even really think that Stamkos was in the same conversation, but I guess I could entertain it if, uh, you know, whatever. You get the yeah. idea. Like, I, I wasn't even really co- comparing them ever, but I hear you. I hear you. But let, let's move on from Tampa. Let's let's go back to tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else we really need to touch on in terms of performances? I thought Bob was good. And, you know, mm-hmm. I honestly can't think of a single weak goal. In well, I guess that one backs from power play goal in like game two. Yeah. I think that would be the only quote unquote softy he gave up this series. Like the only one where it's like, Oh yeah, he definitely would like that one back. Um, Maybe there was some that like he could have had, but whatever, but like most of the goals against him were deflections, which are almost never on the goalie. So Bob had a great series. Um, I'm sure he feels a lot better about himself getting the monkey off his back because he was not good last year. Barkov, I thought, was fine today. He had the the go-ahead goal, but, you know, he did kind of disappear a bit at times. Huey was, again, fine. But this team, like, I don't, I, I think they're saying Verhage came down with some sort of illness yesterday, and that's why he was questionable today. Was that it? Flu game. Flu game. I have no flu, idea. The flu game, but, like, thank God he played because he was the Panthers' best player in this series, and it wasn't close. You know, I just realized that it's pretty much the best possible situation because the other two games are going, the other two series are going seven. We're yeah. getting five game sevens this weekend. And we're, we're not having to watch the Panthers in one because they won because they're going on to the second round, which hasn't happened in 26 years until now. We get, to, we get to kick back and relax and have a stress-free weekend. And then we can, we can tighten up the sphincters on Monday or Tuesday. Apparently, according to George Richards, the target is Tuesday for the first game of the series, though that would put them head to head with the Miami Heat, who would also be at home. I really hope that doesn't no, happen. Yeah, you can't this, do this, that. You can't this do team it. De- this team deserves so much better because, you know, the reality is like the media, like they're all going to go to the Heat game. The bars, they're all going to be showing like the, the Panthers game will be on, but the, te- the game with the, the volume on and like the more, the more people following, it's going to be the Heat. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. other, I, I, I do know, like, I, I know someone who was at the hard rock today and he said the bar was packed with people watching the game and they went absolutely nuts when the Panthers won, which is a good thing. Cause the hard rock is not a Panthers watch party location. So the fact that there was so many people there at that brand new sports bar watching the Panthers game, like that's a good sign. And it would be a real shame if it's, uh, if they, if they get matched up on the, the same schedule as the heat and basically have to fight for you know fight for fight for an audience with the heat who are around further in the conference finals yeah and it's just if the nhl decides to do that like that's honestly a bigger f you to, to the panthers organization than any of the refereeing decisions that happened in the series so yeah, they, uh, they have to they have to do it like if they don't f you nhl like doc the leagues do communicate but that's only when there's really conflict in terms of building availability. And that's not an issue here. Uh, but like, you know, not, not to get all negative, but like the NHL is a fly on the NBA's back right now. Like NBA doesn't give a Which shit. Which is why they, they just have to work around the NBA schedule. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's what, but that's the point I'm trying to make here is that like NBA doesn't give a shit if they go up against the Panthers. Like the Heat, no, they're gonna get every single eyeball, like every single, you know, Will Manso ain't going to the Heat game. Will Manso's good. I mean, Will Manso he is going to, going to the Heat game. He's going to the Heat game. Like Channel Ten, WPLG, like it's gonna be David Dwork and 
George Richards in the press box. And Roy. Tim, and Roy. Tim Reynolds, Will Manson, nope. all of those guys. Nope. They're all going to the Heat game. Chris Cody. Chris Stu, Gotts. Stu Gotts, you saw he was at game five. Yeah, but that's because he was paid to be there by Dan. <laughs> but he had a good time. He, he did have a post game show. That was funny as hell. Of course, Tim Reynolds, who used to steal my tweets, by the way, when I was at uh, Panther Parkway. Yeah, no, he, he would legit steal my tweets. I, I would tweet something from the Panther Parkway account. And like seven minutes later, Tim Reynolds would tweet the exact same thing, just worded a little differently. Cause, and I knew it was, he was stealing it. Cause like I was making like analytical type comments and he was, and he was using them. And I'm like, wait a minute, you don't know jack shit about hockey. And all of a sudden you're quoting <laughs> money buck. Like, come on, Tim Reynolds. All right. Well, look, I'll give him, I'll give him points for trying, even though plagiarism is uh, not cool. I cannot, I cannot abide anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to forget it if I don't mention it, even though it's like kind of out of a uh, turn, but uh, tomorrow the checkers can do just what their parent club did and close out their first round series. They won games one and two on the road against Bridgeport uh, seven to six in overtime for game two. There were, there were six goals scored within like a seven minute span of the first period of this game. It was out of control and they ended up getting the win just because i want to talk about the officiating and bally's got the game on in the second period just started and i'm seeing connor sheary just crash into bob again with no like, what the hell was that literally no one touches him he dives for the puck and goes right bob no call so like some of you that are listening to this will be able to relate because you were also at the watch party the craziest thing about the watch party to me, you know, in spite of a lot of hijinks, was that for the first two periods of the game, we were watching the Capitals feed. It was NBC Sports Washington at the Panthers watch party. I don't know how that happened. They were clearly watching some sort of internet stream, you know, legal, illegal, I'm not positive, but they were clearly watching some sort of internet stream and they ended up on the Washington st- feed which uh, they finally got fixed for the third period. So we got to hear Steve Goldstein call those two goals in the third period. And I'm sure that uh, in the overtime also, and which I was not there for, so don't rub that in, but yeah, that, that was really weird. And of course they didn't like say, Hey, why wasn't that a penalty? Yeah. Well, Goldie really didn't either. And I was just like, I honestly, I think Goldie and Randy were just so used to how poor the officiating has been. They were just kind of like, just leave it. Just leave it at this point. I mean, and I, and I got to mention, like, you know, Randy probably has the same mentality as Billy. Uh, Bill, if, if you haven't listened to the podcast yet with Billy Lindsay, he basically smacked me around for t- trying to talk about the officiating. So that's the second time Billy's done that to me. But, yeah, so I, I, I that call baffled me. The one call that they, they did spend some time on was the Lomberg embellishment. I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. Um, after the Samsonov. The Samsonov dive. Ovi's been diving. The Oshi uh, the Oshi dive in you the saw Cal Foot last night. Oh yeah. In the shoulder. In the shoulder. Yeah, no, Lomberg, he absolutely went off on the Lomberg penalty. I was talking about he didn't really say anything on the Bob play. But yeah, uh, like from all the embellishment we've seen in this series and Lombard gets one on a play where the stick is clearly like underneath his armpits, pulling him down. Like it was just wild, wild. How poor the officiating was again tonight. I mean, I think the Panthers did get a soft calling. Their second power play was on some phantom thing. That was clearly a makeup call for, um, for, I can't remember what it was that the refs were probably acknowledging they missed. Um, but yeah, that, that Lomberg call was up there with the worst of the series. And that's, and that includes the Uyghur, the Uyghur holding the stick penalty. I'm shrugging my shoulders. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we don't have to talk about officiating anymore. Look, I, I get it. Um, I'm not begrudging you for it, but like, thank God that's over. Hopefully it'll be better in the next series. But I mean, if it's Toronto in particular, I'm not going to expect much. Oh, oh yeah. I mean. Look, for as good of a story the Panthers have been, the, the NHL would love Toronto in the cup final. Love. 
Yeah, for good reason. Like they're going to make way more money if Toronto makes a deep run than if the Panthers do. Like the worst thing that could ever happen to the NHL would be like a Calgary, Florida Stanley Cup final. Yeah, which almost happened in, uh, or not almost, but like something very close to it happened in 2004. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like, oh, because the, the Calgary Tampa final. Yeah, that was probably one of the worst rated finals ever. And in a slew of terribly rated finals, I'm sure, because you got that, then you have Edmonton against Carolina. And then the year after yeah. that was Anaheim against Ottawa, I believe. I might be yeah. getting my years mixed up, but yeah, that's three no, but you're awful right. ones. Three it's awful not, it, ones. It's not really a surprise the NHL went into a lockout soon after that because the revenue was just in such bad. Well, shape. I mean, this is there was a lockout in between those. Okay, either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think that we're pretty much just uh, looking for more stuff to talk about. So anything we haven't gotten to that we need to before we wrap this up? The Ekblad and Sherat injuries. I'm more worried about Ekblad that looked like a lower back injury. And I bet quite a bit that uh, Ekblad got the old Toradol shot and they were just waiting for it to kick in. That's why he kept testing it and testing it and not being able to go. And then eventually he was uh, good in the second period and played the rest of the game. So that's something we need to keep an eye on. Ekblad, who took a semi-late hit from Ovi, probably a regular season penalty, not something you're going to see called in the uh, NHL playoffs, even though it was clearly late. Uh, the Sherratt play, that was like, that was the most blatant hold and takedown of all time. I mean, I don't think Hathaway was trying to hurt Sherratt, but that was a penalty and a half, and of course it wasn't called, and Sherratt was injured on the play. Hopefully that's nothing. I mean, Probably a $5,000 <laughs> fine since it was missed. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're going to call it a, a fine for holding because like the, the injury was more unfortunate rather than like, oh, okay. I see what, what Hathaway was do, doing was dirty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we keep an eye on that. Obviously Verhage's illness, whatever it is, he, you know, need to keep an eye on it. I would assume it's nothing. He's already passed multiple COVID uh, COVID tests considering he played today. So it's not a COVID related illness. It's just an illness. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't think of anything other than, Hey, uh, TJ, where were you 26 years ago? Uh, I was three years old, somewhere in Atlanta, Georgia. I was watching the game with my dad staying up past my bedtime at seven years old. It was summer school, summertime. So everything was good. Summertime and the living's easy. Yeah. 99% sure we will have a longer pod with guests for you all sometime later, Uh, sometime before Monday, I mean. Yeah, let's aim for a Monday release for sure. Yeah, like it'll almost certainly be recorded after we know who is going to be the Panthers opponent, or maybe we record while game seven is being played, hopefully towards the end so we can give live reactions. Oh, and I just saw the Dowd goal. That's the one I'm like wondering. Like, did Bob think it went in on the first shot? Because he or he just have no idea where the did it not go in on the first shot? No, it didn't. It went off the crossbar. Oh, yeah, no, it went in off the crossbar. I remember, I remember them saying, like, oh, it's a goal, like before he put it in. Everyone said that, but like it clearly went off the crossbar. And I'm watching again, and I want to see if like the red light went on because like everyone celebrated, like, if as if as if it was a goal the first time. And then it clearly was put in the second time. So I was wondering, um, like, was it, you know, one of those things where, you know, the, everyone reacted to a whistle, but like, I'm, I guess I'm seeing now the ref did not, you know, point towards the net after the first shot. So I think, you know, Bob, I guess, reacted to the Capitals players and fans celebrating in front of him, didn't, didn't look for the puck and then Dow put in the rebound and won nothing. But, you know, nothing we need to worry about now. Panthers win 3-2, 3-2, right? 4-3. 4-3. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Dowd oh, she back- scored the third. Dowd Baxter Moshi. Okay, yeah, 4-3. Panthers win 4-3. On to the second round. Oof, that feels good to say. Capital like, letters finally back on the menu. Yeah, I, I tried to keep up with that, but when you're on your phone, it's really hard. It's, it's really hard, yeah. And you're just trying to, like, fire off a take. like it's. Just and that's weird. why I'm so glad I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, we didn't I, – I didn't keep it up the whole time either. So, look, I'm not going to be the, the police on this. I'm not going to be the cops. Oh, I, speaking of being the cops, 
I've got, I don't know if you noticed it today. Did you see our, our old pal Bolts Jolts got himself into some hot oh. water today? Oh, yeah. I was talking to a friend of the show, uh, uh, Scott, uh, about this at the watch party. And, uh, man, that's the second trophy that, that uh, we can celebrate this year. The, the President's Trophy and then that Bolts Jolts said the N-word. Well, it was just like, like if you're going to be a complete asshole on Twitter – don't have receipts of you being an actual asshole and, you know, a racist. Yeah, come on, I'm, man. Come like, on. <laughs> like, you, you fucking clown. Like, God. Look, you know, like, this was, this was something where I didn't legitimately think I could be surprised by anything that he did, and I actually was in this case. Like, I, find, I yeah. found myself, like, looking at the hole, and somehow it got deeper, you know? <laughs> yeah. All you can do... Excuse me, my uh, my water went down the wrong tube. Um, yeah, all this on video. Okay, I'm sorry. It's soda. I'm having soda after midnight. Great soda. Mm-hmm. It's apple juice. That's the color of apple juice. Yeah, that's right? apple juice. Yeah, I'm yeah, having apple, popcorn. Apple juice. Apple juice. Twelve year old apple juice. Single malt apple juice. Age um, twenty six years. Age twelve years. Twelve years. Come on, man. Don't um, ruin a good narrative. But yeah, like, I mean, like if we really want to break it down for a second, like if this was one of those situations where he like he used the N word, like not with vitriol, but like to try and make a point, it was stupid and something you're not allowed to do. There's but, a term for this. He pulled a Papa John. Yeah. That's no, exactly but, what he did. Yeah. He did the same thing. Yeah, he pulled a Papa John and then he just kept like, backing up and digging it deeper and then like instead of just saying like yeah that was stupid i shouldn't have done that i'm sorry like he kept doubling down and then like people kept pestering him and then he started talking about his political beliefs and he he pulled he pulled the card you can never pull on twitter one of the most liberal places on the internet he said what about black on black crime oh did he really i didn't see this he oh did my God. he did and i'm just like you can't do that on twitter you, do you know how big of a deal this has to be for us to talk about it after the panthers won a playoff series for the first time in 26 years i don't mean how big of a deal it is i what i mean is how insane this is how crazy this is how this stupid is, you are this is so bizarre but i'm 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 enjoying it look it's a, it's a cherry on top of this Sunday, or you know, that's a terrible metaphor. It's the sprinkles on top of the cake. Lumberg. It, it's it's just the best. It's the today's great. To, you, look, I I will live through the roller coaster of emotions that I've been through today and again and again. I didn't have to pay that much for an Uber. You know, it would have been more expensive if it was like, you know, I got sent to jail, like had to pay bail or something like that. Not for sure, you were going to be telling me you were texting me from the back of the cop car when when you were told telling the. Uh telling this telling me oh i have a story for you of why i missed the end of the game and i was like oh my god are you in the drunk <laughs> tank or something I, I since we got uh b goins mia in the in the twitch late uh who's the consensus of who you should root for maple leafs or lightning honestly is it just a like a whoever your preference thing is because like they're very similar teams i know your your preference is tampa because you think they're the weaker team i think toronto's the weaker. i just team. i i cannot root for tampa in any situation it's not but, like I understand like the, the the root of this conversation. Yeah, I, I I don't call it rooting. It's just like okay, which team would you rather see? Mm-hmm. And from that perspective, I think that Tampa is more there for the taking, but Toronto is certainly there for the taking in several ways. And like you said, they're not going to play one through one. At least I don't think they are. Like, what if they what if they did though? That would be wild. Yeah, but I I don't like. The one thing, like, and I know I mentioned this the last time we talked, but, like, George said it best on Wednesday night after the game. Like, everyone was surprised by how much uh, Washington bought into the 1-3-1. And I don't – I don't I, – I could see Tampa Definitely going to Tampa. the 1-3-1 and having, having the buy-in to stick with it because, you know, it's a team that's won back-to-back cups. It's a team that trusts their coach. It's a team, like – they know, like it's like they don't hey, want to run and gun. Like they're that we were talking about. The, they got tired legs. Yeah, 
Like they, I, I could see them buying into a one, three, one Toronto. Like I, I don't see Mitch Marner. Austin Matthews is very good defensively, but like, I don't he see had Mitch a, Marner. He's had a great defensive series. He's made a yeah. lot of awesome defensive plays. But like Mitch Marner, Alex Nylander, Bunting, like I don't see those guys buying yeah, the into Nylander, a by the way, William. <laughs> William Nylander, excuse me. I just like Alex. Sorry. Um, I think but it, yeah. these, uh, I saw him in the, NA, uh, the AHL playoffs. Sorry, I can't remember what team he was on. Maybe Rockford? Yeah. yeah. So, and then also like, who, who do you want to net? Campbell or, or Vasilevsky? Well, this is a good point. Like, I do like Campbell. I think he's good, but he's not Vasilevsky. Campbell was good in the first half of the year. He has been shit the second half of the season. Like, he was awful the second half of the year. He's been solid in this series, uh, in this Tampa series, but like he hasn't been this, you know, he, he's not Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky can Jack Campbell. I mean, could Jack Campbell steal the series? Sure. He's got the talent. Yep. But like best goalie in the world, well, second best goalie in the world behind Shesterkin, Jack Campbell. Yep. This is not really a debate to me. This has been a crazy playoffs overall. Let's talk about this for a second that uh, the Rangers forced a game seven. I guess Crosby going out like, but that again, is just another example of how things have gotten so crazy. And we talked about it earlier. There are five game sevens. Wait, are there six or no, there's five. Yeah. And the three teams that have moved on are Colorado, Minnesota, and Florida. St. Louis moved on. Oh, yeah, I said Minnesota. Sorry. Minnesota got eliminated. Same yeah, every, everything else is going seven. Amazing. Good for the Panthers, too. Yeah, good for the Panthers. Like Daniel said in the chat, like, if there's something you actually want to root for tomorrow, it's a four-overtime slugfest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a four-overtime slugfest where, where, you know, these guys are just absolutely, it's you know, killing each other. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the last goal is scored with a gasp and a, and a mistake because – Everyone's got nothing left. Uh, another another question for for Begoins, Miami or MIA. Um, do we see Spencer Knight in these playoffs? I mean, if Bob has a terrible game, I I, I think Bob has earned enough cachet that he can survive a terrible game and get the call the next night. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pull situation rather than Knight getting the start. Yeah, I, I could see you know Bob having you know giving up three in a, in, a, in the first period with one or two of them being soft and. And Bruno going tonight to start the second, but then like, regardless of the result, unless Spencer Knight just has like the second and third period of his life and the Panthers win that game four, three, you still see Bob in the next game. So right now Bob's built himself a bit of a leash. So unless he gets hurt, it's his net in my opinion. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. It's really just a like, they, they've given up five goals halfway through the game kind of situation where Spencer Knight comes in for the rest of the game. And I, I think you got to get two of those kind of performances in a row before Spencer Knight actually gets a start. Which yeah. I'm going I'm to say I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to cross my fingers for sure on that. Yeah, I mean, it's Bob. We, we've seen his game go to shit for a week out of nowhere before. So would it be that surprising? No, but like he's earned enough of a leash where – even if he gives us a bad start in this next series, he's going to get the next game unless he gets hurt. All right. You want to wrap this up? I, got, I kind of don't. I'm enjoying myself, but yeah, we probably should. It's one, it's one fifteen. I'm tired. Uh, the Panthers are going on to the second round. Carter Verhage is a beautiful, beautiful man. Get into Cam, Cam Lawrence and Josh Weisbox mentions, thanking them. I'm sure they would love to see a, oh, a thousand mentions when they wake up tomorrow from Panthers fans. Uh, I know I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. Because we're getting um, lots of mentions and we love that. Um, another cool thing, we hit over 2,000 followers on our Twitter account today, which is awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah, for- shout out to Miami Heat Beat because like that's pretty much their responsibility. Yeah, thank you to that, guys. Uh, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Absolutely. And but yeah, that's it. I'm going to put Pepas after this part. Like, we're not going to have the normal outro song. It's going to be fucking Pepas. FCC violations, here we come. Here, I don't care. Fucking come sue my pants off. I'll come outside the house with my underwear on. Fucking play Pepas. Wait, wait. Is B. Goins Miami Heat beat? Oh, yeah, that's him. Oh, shit. You should have said something. I didn't realize it until now. 
That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for uh, the retweets and the support. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we're all huge Heat fans as well. So we appreciate what you do, you know, with your Heat coverage. And we, we appreciate you uh, promoting us to the Heat fans who haven't really started watching hockey yet. So uh, we really appreciate Begoans. Yeah, and we're going to have to uh, blow up the uh, first game podcast or probably the, like the series recap. Is that already out? You, you can post in the, in, in the chat if you've already done the series recap. Oh, I just saw the uh, Sam Bennett interference penalty in front of the net. That, we're talking about embellishment. We're talking about embellishment. That was a flop. That was a flop. It was so bad. It was so bad. Like, Sam, Sam he barely touches him. It's so bad. It's so bad. Rate us five stars on RuneScape. Yeah, rate us five stars on RuneScape. Thank you, Miami Heat Beat. Thank you, Begoans. Uh, hopefully, we get our guests in and we can give you a full recap and maybe find Jacob from w- whatever sex dungeon he is in in Austin, Texas. So the black, uh, the black cell. What, what's it called? What am I thinking? A black site? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. He, he, he's he's off in Austin, making it weird. Great town, but yeah, keep yeah. Austin weird. And then, oh, yeah, well, we do have to mention they did swallow the whistle on the on Barkov tripping Ovi because that was a yeah. clear trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the power play. Yeah, right. That was pretty obvious, yeah. But that one was, I think, like, hey, we just gave him a soft Yeah, there's no on. way they were getting that call in the playoffs. Like, if it happened the other way, the other team's not getting it either, you know? Yeah, that one was like, hey, that was a really bad call. Like, we, we have to swallow the whistle here. Because like I still I would have been furious if they would have called because it, it was like really, they now get a five on three with that start started with a shit call. But so it, it's just because of the tripping call on Bobrovsky from Game Four. That's the only reason why I wasn't called. No, yeah, like it, it it that you never see that get called in the playoffs, even in the regular season. Like they yeah, don't no, like to give up five on threes, especially long ones. Yep. All um, right. I'm, yeah, I'm calling it. it. I'm I'm tired. Land the plane. You're tired. Jesus wept. As Kanye said, rate us five stars on RuneScape. TJ, play fucking Peppas. Play it. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203.